0: Hello everyone, this is Essie Daniel, an executive program leader with the Maxwell Leadership Team and you are listening to Leaders Connect series podcast, the show that helps leaders transform their entire leadership approach through leadership trainings, executive coaching and DISC personality indicator reports. Today, we are talking about situational leadership and we will discuss everything that there is to know about leadership, especially in the area of situational leadership. So thanks for joining me. Stay tuned. Now, let's get to the bolts and nuts. Of leadership and I always get this to um, interchange let's get to the nuts and bolts of leadership the definite the definitive leadership style research comes from Paul Hersey and Kenneth Blanchard which they expressed in their situational leadership model the Hersey blanchard model addresses the key to practical leadership development the attributes and the styles of the followers now not everybody is on the same intellectual maturity compliance or motivational level different people are Motivated by different things, and these must be taken into account if one is to be a great leader. I'm gonna try and, and, and say this in a different way, a nicer way. Not everyone is the same. Not one-size-fits-all every one of us is different we are motivated and inspired by different things and this must be taken into account by every good leader Commita- communications experts consider it critical To tailor your message to your target audience. We hear this all the time. Who's your target audience? Think about it. You cannot go to a youth meeting and speak to them the same way with the same message that you would use in a corporate training. Because these are two different groups so it's very important to tailor your message to your target audience and you know what it is the followers that you want to motivate and influence and you cannot do that if you don't know who you're trying to motivate or influence and so the situational leadership model addresses four types of leadership styles based on the follower And so there are four things but before we look at those four things there's a quote that i love by marie or marie hopper and it says and i used it yesterday you manage things and you lead people i think what i said yesterday was we manage systems. I like how Murray is saying it. We manage things, but we lead people. So let's talk about the situational leadership model. It addresses four leadership styles, and here they are one, there's telling, two, there's selling, three, there's participating, and four, there is delegating. Let's start with the telling. So telling is the lowest level of the leadership style. And most new employees, we've all been employees somewhere, most new employees require direct instructions. So this is called the telling or directing style why because the follower or the employee is characterized by low competence and high commitment being unable to comply with possible feelings of insecurity and so the leader must focus highly on tasks rather than a relationship with the employee has a relationship does not yet exist and we've all been there we've all been hired um, at a job I remember my first job that was the best description of this telling relationship because I did not know what to do and I was very young very very young I was 19 and in a foreign continent and country speaking American English instead of the British English which is what I was I grew up with so you can imagine how tough that relationship was there was no time for a relationship at that time I was determined to understand my job and start making a living otherwise i was going to have a very difficult time as uh, as an as a visitor or a new student in a foreign continent anyway so that's a little bit about me and we're talking about the relationship with the employee so the leader focuses on tasks rather than uh, building a relationship because this is not the time and a relationship does not exist at that time. So when an employee cannot do the job because they are unknowledgeable, the leader must spend much more time working with the employee, offering clear instructions and regular follow-up. And so the leader must be encouraging and motivating, offering praise for positive results and correction for less than positive results. Now, their idea is to motivate the employee to rise to the next level of ability. This is a very leader-driven stage. All right, let's look at the second style. Uh, The second one is selling. So selling addresses the employee who has developed some competence with an improved commitment. And the employee is not convinced yet, but is open to becoming cooperative and motivated. Yeah, this sounds like week, week four, you know, at a new job, right? And the leader must feel uh, must still focus highly on, on tasks. And this still requires more of the leader's time. But the focus now also includes developing a relationship with the employee. So build upon the trust that has begun to develop and encourage that has been developed. Rather demonstrated, and so the leader must spend more time listening and offering advice, scheduling the employee for additional training if the situation requires it. I recently um, hired a staff in one of our companies, and before She came on board. She was trained by by the employee that was leaving. And recently, I've had to just go back and offer more training. Why? Because, number one, we have developed a relationship with the employee. And then, she started asking questions and as a leader or the owner of the company, I needed to stay close and observe her to be sure that if she has any questions, I am answering them. I get to also understand her and know her. And she had many questions. So what happened is we ended up, uh, as, I, as much as I was encouraging her uh, and building a relationship and telling her that she could do it, we still ended up doing more training, especially in the areas where she was struggling in. And right now she is the best one of the best employees we've ever heard in all our companies. And that is because we went from the telling stage to sell now to the selling stage. And very soon I can almost tell we're there. We are in the third stage, which is the participating stage. But we'll talk about the participating stage after this. So the leader must spend more time listening and offering advice, scheduling the employee for additional training if the situation requires it. You see, the goal is to engage the employee so they can develop and grow on to the next level, which is what we've just talked about briefly. I've mentioned the participating level. And there is less telling and more suggesting, which leads to more encouragement and acting as a coach. It is the recognition that they have progressed And motivates them to progress even further now this is a very leader driven stage so let's look at the next level which is participating situational leadership specifically participating and we're going to talk about competent employees also talk about um, we follow less, we follow up uh, less than we were in the other two stages the telling and the selling and the relationship has now developed. So participating addresses the employee who is now competent at the job but he or she remains somewhat inconsistent and is not fully committed and that's where we are but that's where we are with our current staff member but she's incredible i can trust her but i cannot let go completely and take a backseat, right and so the employee may be uncooperative or performing as little work as possible despite their competence with the task and the leader must participate with and support their employee to a point where the leader no longer needs to give detailed instructions and follow up as often but does not also does not need uh, does not need to continue working with the employee to ensure work is being done at the level required. So the employee is now highly competent but is not yet convinced of their ability or not fully committed to do their job at their best and excel. And so the leader must know must 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 know to focus less on the task assigned and more on the relationship between the employee, the leader, and the group. So this is also a very follower-driven relationship focused stage. Alright, so next we are going to talk about delegating this is an awesome stage i love it i love it um it's one of our companies we have been with this group for a while and so we've reached that level of delegating and it is such a sweet stage because you know that work will get done so delegating is the ultimate goal an employee who feels fully empowered And competent enough to take the ball and run with it with minimal supervision. So the employee is highly competent, highly committed, motivated, and you as the leader has empowered your employees. So the leader can now delegate tasks to the employee and observe with minimal follow-up knowing that acceptable or even excellent results will be achieved. We ran a catering business uh, before COVID-19 and we had this banquet staff. My goodness, we will never forget this team. We would would, uh, let them know the date of the event, And then after that, after we would tell them about the date of our event, the next thing we would do is to just write the instructions of what what the bride and the groom wants or the owner of the event. And once we get that information across to them, clear instructions of what needs to be done. Guess what? <coughs> Excuse me. Guess what gets gets what happens next? They would take over the event, especially Janet. Oh my God, bless her heart. She was awesome. She would take the event, and she knew exactly what to do and get it done. We would show up. Everyone is in their uniforms. The food is set up. The, in, the, the staff members are interacting with the guests and everyone is happy. And that is the definition of delegating. Situational leadership. Delegating. And so the leader can 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 delegate tasks to the employee and you observe with minimal follow-up, knowing that acceptable or even excellent results will be achieved. And there is low focus on tasks and low focus on relationship. There is no need to compliment the employee on every task. Although continued praise for outstanding performance might be given as appropriate. This is a very follower driven stage all right okay let's look at the next stage um, actually i tell you what before we do that let's take a quick break um, and let me get my my notes here ready and we'll be right back enjoy some music for just seconds Right, welcome back and thank you so much for your continued patience. Uh, We are now going to talk about an introduction to Kuzis and Posner. I'm not sure whether you have heard of the Leadership Challenge or even looked at their books, it's an amazing, amazing concept. And today we're going to learn more about James Kuzis and Barry Posner. They asked thousands of people to rank a list of characteristics associated with leadership, including the seven top qualities that motivated them to follow willingly. And they gave this survey to over 75,000 people over a 20-year period. You see, in their book, The Leadership Challenge, um the authors identified five abilities that were crucial to successful leadership. One, we've got to model the way. You must lead by example. You can't come into work 10 minutes late, every day if you want to, uh, your employees. To arrive on time, and I see my husband do this all the time. He says I can't ask my employees to take a longer, a shorter break when I am extending mine. Yeah, he says it's hard for me to even um, do do a report on on them showing up late, or even write them off, or write uh, give give them a write up when I myself I am late at least once or twice a week right and then there's the inspire a shared vision if you capture the imagination you will inspire creative thought and increase loyalty. and so the vision it really doesn't need to be grandiose but it needs to be communicated effectively to others to adopt it as one of their own remember until you explain to someone what it is that you need done and they take it or adopt it as their own, you're not getting, you're not, you're not getting anywhere fast. And so the sooner we learn to do that, the better, right? And then there's the cha- uh, challenge, the process. That's the next thing. Uh, so don't continue doing something just because we've always done it this way or that way situations change the world has changed look at now like right before COVID we really did um, online church services but look at where we are now even after the world has reopened we are seeing churches doing hybrid services we are are seeing networking groups like Toastmasters and, and the rest do hybrid events, right? Because things change. So we cannot be rigid in our way of doing things because life changes, situations change, and sometimes a policy or procedure never looked well in the first place. So it's good and it's very important that we think outside the box. And then the next Point, and then we we'll, we'll, uh, actually we have two more. There is enabling others to act. Truly empower people to action on their own within their level of authority. Um, the, frame, the, the famed um, Ritz-Carlton Hotel, by the way, I love Ritz-Carlton. We almost got married there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famed Ritz-Carlton Hotel empowers every employee at all levels to spend up to $1,000 on behalf of a guest who is informed reimbursement will be required for whatever request they make. Isn't that incredible? And then the next thing and the last thing is to encourage the heart. A positive attitude is infectious. If the leader appears passionate or excited about the vision, others will catch the enthusiasm as well. All right, let's talk about real quick about a personal inventory here. Uh, the results of the course is pause and study with the most important Quality at the top. Uh, we're looking at honesty, forward-looking, and we went through this yesterday. Competent, inspiring, intelligent, fair-minded, broad-minded, supportive, straightforward, dependable, cooperative, de- determined, imaginative, ambitious, courageous, caring, mature, self-controlled, and independent, right? Right? There we go. So um, let's 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 uh, let's create an action plan. Now that you've understood the various concepts, it's time to plan how to put them into action by incorporating them into your life and my life. Set leadership goals in leadership, as in life, you will never come to the end of your learning, but you want to rank in priority those qualities you want to develop. Let's look at the next one, address the goals. Determine how you will accomplish your goals. Do you feel you need to learn more about teamwork so you can better lead a team? Join a support team, join a meetup group. And. Once you go, to, you go online, you'll find more of this. Do you want to communicate better? Join Toastmasters or join Maxwell Leadership Speakers Club. By the way, I am certified to run a Speakers Club, so I would love to have you join me. Taking creative writing classes. Again, get some public speaking experience. And, and you know what? Speakers Club, Maxwell Leadership Speakers Club as well as Toastmasters are great if you are shy and if you want to feel more comfortable in social situations. All right, then let's talk about uh, seeking inspiration. Learn about a variety of leaders, including their approach to dealing with challenges. Read books and conduct a research on the internet or at libraries. Choose a role model based on your research. Choose a role model that fits your personality. You might choose a dynamic leader like Teddy Roosevelt or an intellectual leader like Albert Einstein, right? Read several biographies and find videos on that particular person's life. And then the other thing is to seek experience. Take a leadership role on a social group or club, and then gain experience working with people on many levels and different kinds of people. Creating uh, a personal mission statement is the next thing and the last thing we're going to talk about today. And I want you to start imagining your legacy. How do you want to be remembered? What do you want people to think of you? What type of leader are you determined to be? And then my challenge to you as we conclude is uh, this particular section is I want you to write a statement that defines who you will become. So use this guide right here. How do you want to remember, to be remembered? Would you want people to think of you when your name is mentioned long after you're gone? And then make a determination to become that kind of a leader. So until the next time where we do the third part of this podcast. I want you to write a statement that defines who you will become. All right. So thank you so much. It's always an honor. A great honor to be here with you. And I am so grateful that you've stayed until this point I hope you have learned something and you will implement what you have learned. You will become what you have learned starting with where you are right now. So thank you so much. Have a great week. And until next time, this is S.E. Daniel and it's a bye-bye for now. Bye.